All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Tuesday, November 28th of 2023. Here, looking ahead, we have an eight-game NBA slate, and then we have a 10-game NHL slate. So for those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at Saber Sim. This is a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions. You get your questions in one of three ways here. First off, send us an email, support at sabersim.com. Second, post it live in the YouTube chat. Third way, post it in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord and want to get joined up, there is a link in the description of this video. You get access to our similar channels as well, our individual sport channels, and access to the rest of the SaberSim team besides myself here. So they're always in there helping people to get better at DFS each and every day. Definitely a good place to learn and grow in the DFS space. Uh, but with that said, we are going to get the app pulled up here. As always, I want to remind you guys that uh, we have our weekly max challenge promotion going on all NFL season here. So if you're not signed up yet, you can still get signed up and still get access to these weekly prizes. Follow the instructions down here on the bottom. Use this green enter the challenge button to fill out our short form. And then you'll be all set to go. And then we do have an owner's box version as well. So check those out in the description. But we are going to start with questions that came in in the Office Hours channel in Discord here. So it looks like they're... There's been a lot of talk, you know, uh, very often here in the Office Hours channel. I think that's great. I think that, you know, there are questions. People are getting in on the conversation. So I always like to go through here and read what you guys have to say. But first question was, what exactly is Sim 99th percent profit? Mine is always a lot lower than most other entrants with the same number of entries as me. Usually have around 20 entries in a 150 max. I've tried a lot of lineup and portfolio constructions using more chalk, less chalk, more correlation, less correlation. And I always seem to end up low in that category. I generally have a decent positive SIM ROI as well. Okay, uh, good question. So basically what happens here is that you have a distribution for your payout for how you do in the contest. So what we're talking about here is in contest flashback. So if we like go back to yesterday. And I'm going to go to yesterday's NBA slate. Go to contests. Going to pick a contest here. If I go to users, close lineups. So what you're going to see here is sim 99th percent profit. So what this means is that, so, so think about it like this. We run the contest sim, right? We, we get all the lineups. We run the contest sim. And then what happens is that since we're running the contest sim a hundred thousand times, you're going to have a payout distribution. So the same way that a player has a range of outcomes, your lineup in the contest sim is going to have a hundred thousand outcomes that creates a payout distribution for the lineup. So what this is saying is like, hey, out of our hundred thousand sims that we ran, uh, I don't know what one percent of a hundred thousand is. It is a thousand. Okay. So in the top thousand Sims that you made money in, you made at least $6,000. So what it's saying is 1% of the time in the contest Sim, your portfolio of lineups won X amount of dollars. So that's what it's saying. This is the highest range. So we're looking at, you know, if we're looking at from like high to low, like most winnings to least winnings, your top 1,000 outcomes, your highest 1%. 
is at least 6,000, or at least it was in the contest sim for this player here. Okay. So that is what sim 99th percentile, uh, 99% profit means. All right. Jay Sams Jr. said, Would it be a smart thing to play a player who is projected to get 20 to 25 minutes a game to save some salary for the top tier players? Uh, I think it's okay to play guys who, you know, may seem like they have, um, you know, somewhat like relatively capped upside, depending on the situation here. Like if, you know, they're projected to play 20 to 25 minutes, that doesn't mean that, you know, it's that that's the only outcome for them right or it also depends on their salary and uh you know how much uses they they tend to have right so if we go back to yesterday here and then we go and look at denver so remember that nicola jokic was out uh aaron gordon's out jamal murray's out like yeah deandre jordan you know maybe he's only projected for 20 to 25 minutes here at 23 but his salary is near min salary here min salary is 3000 he's at 3200 he's getting put into a starting position because nikola jokic is out and then he has a very high value so like i would absolutely play him i would not x him simply because of his minute expectation here and it looks like he ended up having a, a monster game right he ended up scoring 51 points here so these situations that are very uncertain the way you're very not sure what's going to happen with so many starters and key players being out is definitely an opportunity to take some shots here. And I definitely uh, would have kept him in my player pool. All right. K Polo said, Hi, Andrew for FanDuel NBA. Now with contest sims, is it still okay as the night goes on with less games to drop down on sim diversity? Um, You can, I think that's fine if you want to, I don't really think it adds like a ton of value. Um, so the idea with that is that if your lineups are doing good, then you want to kind of get to chalkier pieces throughout the night. So having high sim diversity leads to higher upside lineups, but also higher downside lineups. So the idea with lowering sim diversity as the night goes on is like, hey, my lineups are doing very good. I'm okay just playing some of the quote-unquote just best plays uh, of the night and, and not getting too weird with it, right? So that that is the idea behind lowering sim diversity. I don't think you need to. I think that, you know, with live contest sims, with contest sim metrics, those are always going to be better options uh, for figuring out what are the going to be the best lineups to play throughout the rest of the night. So uh, if if you're not using contest sims, then I think that, you know, if you're keeping an eye on how you're doing and you you like the way the lineups look when you run your late swap with a lower sim diversity, I think that's okay. So it really comes down to what passes the eye test for you. You can do some stuff with sorting metrics. Maybe you want to sort by projected score as the night goes on rather than Sabre score. Um, you know, that's another option. Like if you're on the pro or standard plan, right? You could switch your sorting metrics. So uh, there are a couple different options for you. It really just comes down to what makes the most sense to you. And I would, you know, sit here and mess around with those things and then see where you want to go. Okay. Next question here from Edub. 
Question says, hey, Andrew, if I am playing more than 150 lineups, 250 to 300 in NBA slash NFL, do you recommend still putting a unique lineup in each contest or do 150 unique lineups and duplicate the entries in my other contest? I normally max one for 150 max and do half on another one and play a couple of 20 maxes and single entry. Uh, I definitely still recommend a unique lineup into each entry here. Um, I have, you know, said in the past that I'm okay with duplicating lineups depending on what you're playing. So like if you're building 150 for a GDP and then playing a bunch of small satellites where maybe you're just winning like a $10 ticket, like, okay, yeah, you know, I think it's totally fine to just duplicate from the 150. So the way that, that I personally do this is I like to see which contests I care about the price to first place. Maybe it pays off my entry fees for the night. Maybe it's more than my entry fees. Maybe it's like a, a certain dollar amount, but like, let's give an example. Like say I'm playing a dime time, a quarter, a $1 20 max and a $4 20 max. Well, if I'm playing like the small dime time where first place is like $10, maybe I don't want to enter 10, 20 unique lineups into that one because that wouldn't even cover, you know, my $80 investment in the $4 20 plus my, one dollar twenty like i'm ar i'm already over a hundred dollars in entry fees winning ten dollars isn't gonna you know save me very much so i might just build 40 unique lineups or 60 unique lineups depending on what the quarter pays and then just duplicate some of those entries into the dime time so like i'm okay finding like a balance similar to that idea all right mp said On the average slate, what would you expect minimum ROI to be playing Saber Sim Optimal in cash games? How would you go about utilizing contest sims for cash games to determine an expected minimum ROI? Um, I don't think our contest sims work great with cash games at the moment or like head-to-heads. Uh, it's mostly like optimized for GBPs. That's why you're going to see that when you come into the contest tab, and then you go to all contests, like all of these contests are GBPs. These are not head to heads. These are, you know, winner take alls and with this uh, scaling payout structure. So as far as, you know, expected minimum ROIs, like what I could say is that, you know, ROIs in cash games are very low on average. And the reason for that is one, you have to beat the rake still. And then you have to, like the edge in cash games is not as strong as it used to be. So that's why, you know, most people are operating under bankroll constraints. They only have so much bankroll to play on any given night. Um, we think your bankroll is better off spent in GPPs where we think that your ROIs can be much higher over the long term rather than grinding out, you know, 5% in cash games. Um you know, we think that you could turn up much higher ROI playing GBPs. And I don't even know if, if 5% is doable. Um, that's just a number that I made up, but, but maybe it is for, for some of the best cash game players. All right. Next question here from Greyhawk. When you suggest adjusting the sliders correlation slash sim diversity, and are there certain sports showdown where those sliders hold more weight? Um, yeah, so I don't really recommend changing them really ever. Um, I think there could be a case to change it if you're playing like higher stakes contests. 
So the reason I say that is because when you come into the settings, you know, these are just similar to like our Sabre scores where it's just like style, entry limit, and entrance. This does not account for entry fee, although, you know, your Sabre score does, although your contest sims will uh, account for those different fields based on our different buckets of ownership. But as far as like the upside of your lineups upon creation, um, they the lineups overall probably in general will have a little less upside since the sim diversity is lower. So like if I were playing, you know, uh, the 888 or something like that, I might come in here and like boost my sim diversity because I know the field is going to be sharper and it's going to take more points to win this contest. So I want to come in here and give myself a small sim diversity boost. But other than that, I don't really recommend adjusting the sliders ever. You know, these are set based on our backtesting of what is uh, the appropriate slider settings for this specific sport. And then this changes based on sport. It changes based on contest type, you know, showdown should basically always be zero 10. I would never change it. I would, I would, I would always leave it at zero 10. So you get those play-by-play -play Sims and those lineups generated directly from the Sims. So I, I would leave showdown alone for sure. And then this is probably the only time I would consider adjusting them. All right. K Joe said when using live field lineups, checkbox for swap, if you were using custom fields and you're swapping, which field lineups does it use? Um, so you can check this uh, pretty easily here. So what you can do is go to your contest sim settings and then just come in here. And then what you're going to see is that you're going to have this Saber Sim ownership drop down. And then when the contest is live, you're going to get a second drop down that says Saber Sim ownership live. And then what's going to happen is it'll be like flagship MME and then flagship MME live. And then it'll tell you what you're using so my understanding is that if use live field lineups if available is on we will override your current field lineup choice and then use the live field lineups instead but you can easily just come in here and check that or you can just toggle this off upon co contest sim creation all right this is our last question in the discord and then we'll jump over to the youtube chat question says Will the simulations consider the in-season tournament implications? Would it increase minutes or projections for teams that are playing for a spot? I think this is a great question. So the answer is no, it's not going to be able to account for that. Um, this is something that we talk a lot about when playoffs come around for NBA. And I think that this, that this specifically is a great source of edge. Uh, you can spend time, you know, researching, figuring out what are the matchup, who needs to win, who is, his is you know taking this seriously who's not and all those good things so if you can do that research you can add um edge to your projections and minutes and and adjust those things accordingly and i think that is a solid value add for somebody looking to add value in nba all right jumping over to the youtube chat patrick said i x out deandre jordan in my pool before lock and when i ran a late swap build with my custom projections i ended up getting him in my late swap pool how do I completely X out a player with late swap? Uh, well, I'm glad you got him because he had a monster night. So um, that that ended up working out. So really, it, it just depends how you late swapped. So what I will say is that if you have a build and you know you X somebody out, you, you remove them from your player pool, and then what happens here 
is that if you go to late swap and you click the double sided arrows, then what's going to happen is that you are going to get a completely fresh filled workspace, like uh, brand new. So if you X anybody out, they're going to be back in your player pool. If you made minimax exposures, those are not going to be carried over. Any filters aren't going to be carried over, etc. here. When you go to a build and you right-click on it and the slate is active, you're going to see these four options, clone, rename, upload pool, and then late swap as well. When you right-click on a build and late swap from there, that is going to clone this build and turn it into a late swap build. So any adjustments to player pool, minimax exposures, filters, et cetera, you, that you have set will then be carried over to late swap. So if you're late swapping, you want to maintain all of the things that you did pre-lock, use the right-click option, and you should be all set. All right. Next question here. Anthony said, are there any videos on how to upload FanDuel Linus? Because it seems like the mobile app doesn't do desktop version anymore. Uh, yeah, we have actually a couple of good videos on that. So go to our help docs here. And then I'll drop these in the chat as well. If you go down to frequently asked questions, go to our support library here, uh, type in phone. And then we have how to enter Sabres and lineups into your contest on mobile. And we have a FanDuel version right here. Um, the, the tricky part is that you have to go into landscape mode and then you have to zoom out on your web browser. So if it's at like a hundred percent like zoom, you need to zoom out to like 70% to get that CSV edit button to pop up. So it's a little tricky, but I do cover that in this tutorial. So I just dropped it in the chat. Check that out. Um, yeah. So it looks like you wanted the phone version, but just in case you need the regular version as well here under our tutorials, how to fill your entries. Uh, we do have a FanDuel version as well, as well as owner's box. Uh, so check that out. So I'll drop that here as well in case you need both. All right. AK said, are there different situations where these two approaches are better fit, right? Clicking on a build tab to clone late swap or using the late swap button and checking those respected contests. I noticed right-clicking to clone late swap keeps my change projections and saves a step, but not sure if there's a downfall to this. Um, I wouldn't say there's a downfall. I would just say that some people, you know, don't make as many changes uh, in a build and are okay just starting fresh. And then some people, you know, do a lot of tinkering and make a lot of adjustments and want those to carry over. So I wouldn't say that there is a wrong or right place for either of them. It really just depends, uh, you know, how much of what you did you want to carry over. Maybe if you're setting like a ton of min and max exposures and some huge name gets ruled out and then it just completely flips the slate on its head, then I would consider just starting fresh, but you would have to be willing to abandon your previous uh, notions about the slate and make like a conscious decision to to leave those behind. So it just really depends. Robert said, hello, Andrew. I have a question about minutes projections for NBA. Is there a way we have the capability of adjusting those? I'm still learning the app, but don't see a way to do that. Uh, yes. So the answer is uh, you cannot. So when you come over here to your minutes, these are summaries from our from our game simulation. So what if I do here, if I click on Bam Adebayo, I'm going to see his range of outcomes in our sims. All these stat projections are also summaries of the player stats from the Sims. So what we are saying is that across our 5,000 game Sims, Bam Adebayo played on average 35.63 minutes. If you believe that he's going to play more minutes, say you're going to, you think he's going to play 38, 
then I would come in here and I would adjust the, the projection. So like one thing you could do is just like pull up your calculator. Okay. He's projected for 54.79 points and he's playing 35.63 minutes. So that means his point per minute is 1.53. If I think he's going to play 38 minutes, then I need to adjust his projection to 58.43. And then I would just come in here and then set him to 58.43 and then be done. So like that is the way that you calculate fantasy points per minute. That is how you adjust it based on a minute change that you would like to make. Tim said, how would I write this rule for the NFL Sunday main slate? I only want one wide receiver slash tight end from the same team unless paired with a quarterback of the opponent's team. Uh, yeah, we could write that. So no problem. I'm just going to do it for the Thursday to Monday slate uh, because they're both classic slates. So it doesn't really matter. So let's go over here and then I'll jump into my settings. Once this loads. And I will go to lineup rules. I will go to add new rule. So what I'm going to say is you have to write it a little backwards. So what I'm going to say, if at least two from the same team, so if at least two players group by team, and I'm only going to check wide receiver and tight end, then use at least one from the opposite team and only put quarterback. So what you said was, I only want one wide receiver or tight end from the same team unless paired with the quarterback of the opposing team. So what I'm saying is, if I'm going to use two wide receivers or tight ends from a team, then I want at least one quarterback on the opposing team. And this is how you would write the rules. So you can just pause it and rewrite it for yourself, and you should be all set there. All right, Bobby said, has there been any studies into the structured flow of how many uniques we should be playing per slate size? Um, we haven't done any back testing on that, but what I could say is that, you know, DFS is super high variance and I would always recommend doing anything that you can to try and smooth out that variance. Um, one thing that, you know, I, I've heard top pros say is that the swings in DFS are nothing. I mean, the swings in like other forms of gambling, like poker and like, uh, PLO are nothing compared to the swings in DFS. Like DFS is just on another level. So whatever you can do to minimize variance in DFS is always a good idea. And I would try and use them regularly as, as uh, your risk tolerance, you know, at like, like assume as much risk as you're comfortable with, but always try and smooth out that variance wherever possible is probably a better way to put it. But with that said, we are all caught up on questions in both the office hours channel and the YouTube chat. So appreciate you guys tuning in. As always, we will be right back here tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern, Wednesday for our next show. So until then, everybody, take care. Good luck. I will see you all. Thanks.